Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. Hot Coffee, an interracial romance by Donna R. Mercer. A new release on December 3rd is now available for pre-orders on Amazon. Roman is a playboy, but one too many scandals has put his CEO position in jeopardy. He must find a nice girl, one that the board of Hemingway Industries would approve of, and get married before the new year. Maya is just the woman he needs with her wholesome, clean image. Roman is the one man who has ever held a place in her heart, but she has no plans of marriage, only philanthropy. So Roman must prove his love and earn Kamaya's trust, or risk losing it all. Everyone needs a little cream in their hot coffee. An Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer. For more information, visit www.donnarmercer.com. Hot coffee. Get your copy today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining the Mahogany Says Show. I'm your host, Mahogany Silvering. And right now is my special guest. I have Trisha Harley McCarthy with me today. And she will be talking to us tonight about her books and her newest release on ice, a hockey romance. Trisha, are you there? I'm here. Hi. Hey, welcome. Yes. Fellow podcaster. (laughs) I am too. We always chat like a couple of, uh, like a bird. (laughs) Exactly. Or should it be tweet, tweet? Is that Twitter? (laughs) Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, it's funny. Chirp, chirp is actually a term used in hockey. It's uh, it's where people are kind of trash talking each other. So it's a chirp. Not that we chirp each other. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. um, (laughs) I know. Yes, if you read the book, you'll find that out. Nice. There's some. Yeah. So, um, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you for being on here. I, I have, you know, enjoyed being on different Facebook groups with you doing author takeovers, and your book is on my to-read list. I just finished. Oh, uh, thank you. Tempted to stay earlier today, and wow, I really like that one. <laughs> that was good. Good. But my list is getting longer and longer. So, <laughs> but I know. it's, it's the just, more, there's, the so, more there's authors, so much, yeah. you know. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, I know. You want, yeah. to, you want to read everything at one time, and that's just not possible. So I just try to read the best I can and, then, and uh, you know, support my fellow authors because they certainly deserve support, especially indie authors in particular, yes. So, which which we both are. So um, that's a tight-knit community, which I'm glad to be part of. Me too. I, I'm really glad. Because I, like I said, it's it's really great. So when you're starting on your own, you don't really know what the pitfalls are and everything. You're just kind of getting out there, putting yourself out there, not understanding what's going on. So I'm glad that I yes. found a great group of ladies and uh, men, actually, that are wonderful about, you know, being together, sticking together, helping each other out and promoting each other. And I think right. that's a big thing. And you also said you have a, a podcast as well. So what, what's the name of your broadcast and tell my audience so they can hear too. We, um, mine is about all about romance and it's, it's a platform. Um, I, I, the, the tag is it's a platform for writers, authors, and poets who love everything about romance. And <clears throat> it's on blog talk radio. And uh, we've been pretty successful. I've been pretty well booked up. Um, since it started, so um, there's, awesome. a, there's a voice. There's a voice for indie authors who don't really have that platform of podcasting or understand what it really is to exactly. talk about their books, and they're so excited to be on, and I'm I'm excited to have them. 
And it's just fun. And, you know, it's amazing the amount of the contacts that you make and the connections. It's just so amazing. Yes. I mean, you could talk to someone online, and it's not really the same. But when you talk to someone on the phone, you really connect better, I think, obviously, from an interpersonal personal level than you would if just text. Because sometimes you don't quite understand the person as themselves. So. Right. I've met I wonderful agree. people. I have too, and, I, and I'm just getting started, so I'm, you know, really, really new to this. So. <laughs> but I have oh, met so well, many people so Oh, well, how long have you been so doing far? work? Uh, since October. <laughs> so literally. Me too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, great. Uh, but I yeah. started my own by myself without being under someone else's uh, name and brand uh, mm-hmm. since December. Okay. So this this will be second my second okay. month by myself, <laughs> technically. Great. So how do you how do you like being on your own? I think it kind of gives you a little more freedom. Yes, it, it really does. I mean, I I had some you know some pull there creative before, but now I can pretty much shape it the way I kind of want to, and you know, getting to know people and kind of go after tackle different subjects and especially to do with writing and right. get to meet different people. Yeah. So. Is it is it specifically directed toward writers, or is it just kind of whoever you want to have come on and, and share it's their story? It's toward writers. It's not specifically okay. just under the romance genre. I, I interview authors from right. all different genres. So I kind of open it up, especially you know, indie authors as well, because there's so many, right. and there's so many people that have great ideas and great books they like to share, and maybe not you know, know where to start or that's why I can have people on here that can kind of help them to see where they have been and their experience and share it with others. So. Right. I found and it really, you know, part of the, yeah, that's part of the treasure I found on my show is I've had some really notable authors on like Maria Lewis and Jay Bankston. And um, they give such great pieces of advice to new authors and what, what they found works best for them. And it, it's it's illuminating and it's kind of funny because you don't realize that they once were newbies too and they didn't yes. really know what they needed to do and they all started from the ground floor up so and now they've got to the part part point where they are now it's it's inspiring that you can achieve that as well exactly and it, you know it can also help others avoid some of the pitfalls that we kind of fell into when we first started. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm, st- you know, I'm still learning when I things started, every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Especially technology. That's the that's the one that you have to be savvy about, unfortunately. Because <laughs> if you want to connect, you have to be on social media and right. and there's so many platforms to to um, you know, um display and showcase your books and, you know, connect with other readers and authors. So there's a there's so many that you have to navigate. It's uh, it's a a learning experience. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So what inspired you to write when you started writing Um, or publishing, I should say? Okay. When, when I, it was like, um, I think when Bridget Jones diary came out, um, that movie just spoke to me Mm -hmm. and I was obsessed and I, I can't even explain how obsessed I was. So I'd go online looking for things, and I came across something called fan fiction, which I'd never heard of. And I oh, started okay. reading it. It was just, just a bunch of, you know, people who loved the storyline, loved the characters, and just continued on the story. And I got to the point where I go, wow, maybe I could try this. So I did, very badly, of course, because I didn't know how to write, you know, a sentence or structure a dialogue or any of that. I learned as I went. But oh, wow. um, okay. 40,000 words later, <laughs> I was wow. getting really good reviews. They loved the story, and I was like, wow. So that kind of prompted me to think about doing my own book. And uh, Just As He Is was published in 2012, and it took me five years to get that published. Wow. And I was kind of inspired by Bridget Jones' diary and Helen Fielding. And so that was my first foray into writing oh well great that was a really good movie too oh yeah (laughs) still my favorite (laughs) so how many books do you have 
have you written? I I have I think nine right now. Oh, awesome. Um, yes, because I've written uh, two paranormals. I've written a series of three novellas. I have On Ice, and I have my original book. So. Oh, nice. That well, good. Uh, and I, I did, I did have a fantasy series, but I pulled it because it needs to be re- revamped. So, oh, okay. um, but I did write two other books too. So that, and then I have a couple in the works now. I'm going to be doing an anthology with some other authors off Instagram, a dark romance anthology. So my taboo that I'm writing now will be included with that. And I'm starting to really get into suspense, thriller, <laughs> suspense, romance. Okay. And that's really something I really enjoy. And unfortunately, um, my my beta readers are telling me you're really good at writing a psychopath. Oh goodness! <laughs> I guess I'm doing something right. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of funny. So yeah. So that's kind of where I'm headed. Um, but I don't kind of limit myself to any particular subgenre. It's, it's all going to be romance. It'll always be romance. Um, you know, people have wanted me to write angel books. And I said, no, I don't want to write about angels. But, I, you know, that's, that's other people have written that. But romance is my thing. So Yeah, that's, that's mostly what I like, too. But you have a preference of romance suspense, romance thriller. Do you have a preference? Well, you know, a little, all of my stories have a little bit of all of that in there. So it's always the twists and turns and what's going to happen next. I have cliffhangers, but it's not at the end of the book. They're inside the book, so um, from chapter to chapter. So hopefully when someone picks up my book, they'll want to read more because they want to see what happens as the story evolves. So... The Paranormal series, was that with that series or just the two books? No, it's just two standalones. One's um, Dimensions, and that's basically about a police officer who investigates some mysterious lights in the sky and the shadowy figurines that surround that story. It's it's a really good story, and it's about two people who come together the the homeowner is a female and he meets her and um, what happens is they they get together they fall in love but it's their whole existence is just turned upside down because of this sighting and what happens after that I don't want to give too much away and okay. how it how it, how they evolve as as a couple and they actually end up splitting up but then they come back together again so oh, okay um, it's it's pretty interesting. It's a premise of, of when something odd happens to you, you can't explain. And then what are you right. supposed to do? You only know what you know, your existence, but it, it's just been torn apart. So that's kind of the whole storyline for that, for dimensions. Okay. And nice. then uh, I Shine, I just released this year in May. Um, it's about um, a cryptid, which if you're not, Cryptozoologist means Sasquatch. So ah, that's another shadowy okay. story. Um, because I live in Oregon now, and we're the land of Sasquatch and microbrew. So oh, I wow. Thought, well, and that was a subject. Yeah. <laughs> a and the home of one of my I've favorite lighthouses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Great. And so uh, that storyline takes place here in Oregon and it's another again it's the same kind of thing where they meet this this uh, field researcher um, who comes across this evidence and has an encounter and then he's trying to explain it because he's a scientist he's never encountered this before so he's having a hard time you know culminating what's going on and then this the ending is really surprising so wow. I'll just leave it at that oh, and there's romance so someone <laughs> Yes. So some some someone said it's a, it's a mixture of of, of uh, suspense and Hallmark and versus Hallmark. So sci-fi channel versus Hallmark. <laughs> so oh, okay. It's an interesting story. Yeah, it's it's a good story. And most of my most of my stories have a spiritual theme going through them. So 
Oh, yeah, there's always nice. a lesson there. There's always okay. Yeah, so what is the main your your lesson or uh, how can I put this? Uh, that your main message that you want readers to take when they read your books. When the, I I think that um, a lot of the experiences the characters evolve from are something I've experienced, so it's it's firsthand, and I just like to think that you know relationships are fascinating to me and, and they screw us up so badly sometimes, truly <laughs> yes, um, heartbreak and, and, you know, the reasons why people, you know, men versus women, they're different. They think differently. They act differently. We assume too much. I mean, it can go on and on. It's so complicated. Right. I, I don't know if it has to be that complicated, but you get hurt. So you put your walls up and then this is, it's kind of the theme of people going through their hardships and then coming out the other side. I think oh, that's really awesome. kind of what I, I strive for. Yeah. So it's, it's a challenge. That's good. So can, and not, know, all my, life, not all my we have stories. Challenges. Yeah. Excuse me? We have, yeah. you know, through life, we have we challenges do. and, you know, we all do. So, well, that's yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah, so I I like to try to think of it as like kind of some of my romantic encounters and just the heartache I've experienced, and these characters do, you know, take on those characteristics and wow. and events. Not all of them. Some of them are a little out, outlandish, but you know, it's kind of fun to write <laughs> outlandish characters too. Well, yes, because <laughs> those are the most interesting. <laughs> Either mm-hmm. they make us laugh or they make us cry, but either way, they're, they're they become endearing. If you find that to be true, the, <laughs> yes. yeah, absolutely. And the villains, especially, because I will I will get these emails from my beta readers. Oh, I cannot believe she did that, and they're so angry. <laughs> and I just start <laughs> laughing because I felt like you know I've done my job. They're so emotionally yes. connected to that. And I can say that exactly. <laughs> It's it's uh because it's just I just love that when I connect with the reader. That's yes, a high. And, that's, and a, that's, exactly. that's an author high. That's. A... Do you ever find um, different you know reviews when they come in of how your readers react to certain characters or how do well, you deal with I how do you deal with that. That's that's a good question. Um, thank you for asking that. Um, I think that my writing is angsty. There's twists and turns. It's angsty. There's complications. And some people don't connect with that. They think it's too soap opery. That's been one of the comments made. And, you know, juvenile, I guess, is another comment that's been made. And I guess, you know, I'm not going to please everybody. No. And that's... No. That's fine, and you know, and you know, I get low ratings on some of my books because they don't like the dialogue or they don't like the character, whatever the reason. Um, and and that, I'm okay with that. I think what I what I ha- find happens sometimes is people cross the line and they attack me personally, which you know I would never do that to anyone else. And right. you know, you look at a review like that. And, you know, I have to preface this by saying reviews are really for the readers, not for the authors. True. But unfortunately, as, a, as an author, though, if you're on Amazon, for example, you know, the more reviews you have, the more you're featured. So it's exactly. kind of a fine, a fine line you walk. So recently, I, uh, a person, a blogger, um, kind of attacked me instead of the book. And I was looking at this review, and I'm thinking, wow, this person is bitter. You know, you could tell mm-hmm. it just oozes you can out tell. of the review. You could just, you could sense it. And there's also a sense of entitlement. And she wasn't getting the facts right about the story. And I'm thinking, wow, that crossed the line. And it, it kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, it honestly did. And I know people go, well, you have to have a thick hide and this and that. Well, yes. But, you know, just because you have a computer and you can type exactly. words does not give, it you, the give right you the right to attack somebody else. Not at all. Mm-hmm. No. No. And, and you can be brutally yeah. honest, but you don't have to attack the person. So, exactly. anyway, she left me a low review. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And, uh, you know, you kind of have to 
step back a little bit. You know, I've been kind of kind of <laughs> like a sick cat over it, you know, for a couple of days now, and I'm kind of coming out of it. <laughs> I mean, I'm honest. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I understand anyone... that because, yes, I, I've had that happen, so I, I understand that. And it's kind of some of the reason why I kind of quit years ago when I first started mm-hmm. uh, publishing, this is in 2008, I had one really bad review that just kind of threw me and people were saying my books were too short or they didn't understand or one lady just left a review of WTF and it was I kind of like what what does she mean WTF I mean what no what's not to understand you know so I I kind of had you know not not of thick skin at the time and I it, it kind of hit me so I, mm-hmm. I took it in the wrong way instead of because I've never been well at taking criticism. If it's constructive, mm-hmm. I can I can deal, I can change, I can improve. But if right. it's not constructive, it, it it really is an attack against you. And it just, you know, if you do not have a strong balance, you're you're gonna just be blown away. Like, okay, that's it. I don't want to write anymore. People don't like me. They hate my stuff. <laughs> It's really easy yeah, to, get, exactly. to get into that. And it, it takes a toll. It takes a toll on your motivation and your self-esteem and all that. And, you know, I know authors are, a lot of them are introverts. A lot of them have depression. A lot of them have anxiety. And on, to add that to the whole mixture can really, right. you know, play with your mind. And I, I get that because I have, you know, the anxiety and the depression and, and, you know, you have to pull yourself out of that just in life, aside from your writing. So exactly, um, and it's, it's, it's kind uh, of your it's something you know, I wrote about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, on it's iPads, kind of therapeutic to write okay. anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go yes. ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was going to say on ice. My newest book, my newest release that I released on December 31st, um, has mental health challenges. And addressing, ah, okay. you know, the main characters, they each, they were each torn apart from each other through unscrupulous methods by people who wanted to control their lives. And so they uh-huh. thought the other did it. And so it's, you know, aside from giving too much away, but it addresses what they go through mentally, you know, someone you truly love and are so devoted to and so connected with to be right. ripped away it's devastating and it has a lot of devastating consequences along with it, within, especially with mental health. So uh, both yes. of them were addressed exactly. in, the, in the book. So. Okay. And well, uh, yeah, so it's, oh, okay. it's not your typical <laughs> sports romance. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more depth to it. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll discuss a little bit more about that in a few moments. We're going to go to commercial sure. right now. So thank you all for joining us. We are okay. on listening to Mahogany Says. We are talking with Trisha McCarthy. I want to say your whole name again. If you don't, <laughs> do you just go by Trisha or? or I, I go by anything. <laughs> Trish is fine. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. The Rise of Lucius Morningside, Book Two of the Kenya Clark series by author Mahogany Silvering. Christmas will never be the same. Chaos has taken hold in the city of Atlanta. Children and teens are coming into powers they cannot control. The GBI Paranormal Unit cannot contain the situation. The cause of this chaos is Lucius Morningside, a.k.a. Lucifer, the devil himself. With his bloodline in Atlanta, he will stop at nothing to make this city his own, establishing himself as a high-powered attorney. Can Agents Kenya and Darren stop him and save the kids over Lucius win this round? Rise of Lucius Morningside, Book 2 of the Kenya Clark series. And for a limited time, from December 20th to December 24th, Book 1, Tell Me You Love Me, also by Mahogany Silverane, will be free on Amazon. So get both copies today.
You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. And we are back, and we are talking live with Trisha McCarthy. Trish, you're still here with us? I'm still here. I was grooving to the music. It was great. I was getting all into it, and I was relaxed, and it was great. Wow, you have great thank taste you. in music. Oh, yes. Of course. I love Janet Jackson. <laughs> you probably could tell that. Is that who that was? I, you know, I have yes. a hard time sometimes if it's, if it's someone, some artist I don't listen to on a regular basis, then if it's not Nickelback, I'm sorry. But I know people are probably groaning at that comment, but <laughs> I love Nickelback. It's my favorite, There's nothing wrong with my Nickelback. Band. I like Nickelback. Okay. I okay. know. I kind of have this, Thank you. this romance vibe, you know, just kind of chill, jazzy. Sometimes I'll play Anita Baker. Yeah. Or, yeah, but those, those two yeah. girls. Yeah, love <laughs> they're just very they're very reminiscent of when I was growing up as you know the yes. R&B and the um, Motown I love that that's just, exactly. that's just home for me the the whole the whole um, genre there it's I love it so I love all that music 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 is my muse actually yeah I, I write while I'm listening to music yes uh, it, yes. it helps I do too and it's a lot it, I think it opens some kind of creative portal. I don't know how to explain it other than that, but it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, it really does. It's my happy spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the zone I call it the zone. Yes, um, so exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a, a uh, it depends place, on what, but... <laughs> what scene I'm writing though, because I, I might listen to happy yeah. upbeat or I might listen to rock sometimes depending on what kind of scene I'm writing. But if I'm writing a love scene, I definitely go with chill. But I've also gone with some country music too, because I like oh, okay. uh, Trace so, Atkins, and so there's different, you know, things that I really. I mean, mood, growing up in the south, you, you music, can't, yes. you know, you can't get away from country music. I mean, so <laughs> I'm here in Georgia, and I grew up in Texas and Louisiana, so yeah, country music like has always Georgia, been around. Right? Yes. Yeah. Especially yeah. George Strait. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. He's like, he's, you know, that guy. He, there's something about him. And you know, when I was starting to really listen more to country music, you know, I always thought Garth Brooks was like, oh, so there. Yes. You know, everyone <laughs> likes him, so I didn't. So I didn't like him. I didn't and then him. after the fact, I I I just adored him. <laughs> it's funny how we evolve with our tastes in music. Yes. So definitely. And it looks like we have another caller. Is that you, Casey? Yes, it is. Can you hear me? Hi. Welcome. <laughs> I'm on my uh iPhone here, so I don't know how well the sound is. You're good. I can hear you. So how are you doing? Uh better. <laughs> better? <laughs> better, yeah. It's been a rough start to the year. Oh no! It's like a flu, or well, I started out with a respiratory infection over Christmas, and then it devolved into something else entirely, like Monday. Um, oh no! Like, okay, I'm so tired of being sick. I just I want to be better already. I've never been this sick before. Oh no! Like back to back. So I'm just glad I had my voice because about a week ago I didn't even have that. Oh yeah. I had a respiratory infection, a yeah, a long time ago, and it, it that took my voice for a, a little while. So, well, I'm glad and happy that you're able to, you know, connect with us tonight, and so that we can get to talk to you a little bit. I won't ask you too many questions, and you can save your voice a little bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was uh, enjoying listening to your talk with Tricia. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we were talking, Hi, uh, yeah, about about country music, so. <laughs> so feel free do you, do, you, do you like country music too I do but I'm more of a old school old school country music like Garth Brooks Clint mm-hmm. Black <laughs> yes Clint Black yes oh yeah yeah Alan Jackson uh, my son actually listens to uh, oh I don't even know who it is now Flor- 
Florabama, Florida, Alabama, Florida uh, line. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia, Alabama, yeah, something like that. It's a mixed group, and there's like there's one lady and, and three guys or two guys, something like that. And I like it. It's just it's still not 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 what I grew up with, I guess. So <laughs> I guess that's. Well, I um, let's see. I I grew up with uh, Charlie Pride. I think he was the first black guy to sing country music that I knew. And I, I know now there's another guy. It's like another guy and a lady. I think like they also sing country music, but. Well, I think the guy sings country now, right? Yes, Darius Rucker. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes, Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh. That's right. No, oh, okay. <laughs> so, Casey, tell us about yeah. your book. Um, Rekindled Prophecy is a uh, first in a series, uh, the series name being uh, Graylin, the Guardian Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts out, uh, Graylin is over 450 years old. Um, she was sort of reborn in Ireland 450 years ago, but we see her in present day, well, mostly present day, uh, starts out rural Virginia mm-hmm. at a bed and breakfast. Um, and she thought she was going there, you know, to get a break from her guardian angel duties, but lo and behold, as always, something creeps up and she's got somebody. (laughs) Angels got to stay busy. Too many people. Yeah, so she goes between there and Washington, D.C., where she has to do most of the fighting the bad guys, um, which is where she runs into the ultimate arc villain, I guess you would call, um, I say that he's even more dangerous than Lucifer. He's another fallen uh-huh. angel that rumored to have been the one that whispered rebellion into Lucifer's ear. Nice. So he, okay. He's a, he's a lot of trouble. Uh, but it also happens to be a dark guardian. His name is Kale. And dark guardians are sort of the anti-guardian angel. Very mm-hmm. like, guardian angel. She works for heaven. Kale is a dark guardian. He, he works for hell. Oh, and exactly. actually, we find later on he's actually working for the bad guy, the really, really bad guy. But oh. he's also sort of been stalking our Graylin for a long time. But she doesn't know why, but she also knows that there's, you know, a, a pull to him. And he actually ends up being the one to help her in this current situation. But all of it is a, setting the basis for the rest of the series. Um, nice. which is about the prophecy that the really bad guy wants fulfilled and they're trying to find a way around it because it could pretty much rip the fabric between heaven and hell. Oh, okay. Wow, that sounds exciting. I like angels and so demon stories, by the way. So <laughs> That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> so what inspired you to write it? I've actually had this story kicking around in my head probably since I was a teenager. Uh, but then, like, the whole you got to go to college, you got to get a career, you got to do right. that, you gotta, all that got in the way. And then after being at home for a few years as a stay-at-home mom, like, once my kids finally all got off of school, I'm like, okay, I got to do something before I, like, lose my ever-loving mind. Um, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I used to love to write. That's Why right. don't I, I throw up that story again and – Thankfully, it came back, like, and and it keeps coming. It's a thing. It just, like, I think, okay, yeah, yeah, it's going to be it. When I wrote book three, that was it. And then, like, this weekend, I was away at a swim meet with my daughter, and, like, while she's swimming, like, all these other stories are coming up that proceed from that. So I'm like, okay, this could go on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Does it, does it, like, keep you up at night sometimes because you've got ideas and do you just like record them or jot them down real quick before you lose it? I try to. Sometimes I don't. And then like a month or two later, or I'll be editing something. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What about that <laughs> idea? I had it three in the morning. What was that again? Wow. And then I'll try to recall. <laughs> so hopefully all the good parts get in. Oh, that's great. Sounds very interesting. Now, I read a little bit about you, and you 
also ghostwrite for other writers, I think. Was that you? Am um, I correct I in that? Too. I did that. When I started out, I did that because I kind of needed to get my confidence back up that I could write. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'll do this ghostwriting thing, see how that goes. And then it went really well, and the books did really well. I couldn't claim any of them, of course. So it's like, you know what? Maybe it's time to put my own name on something. Put your own name. Yes, exactly. But at least it gave you a lot of experience and learning how to do things. So you yeah, weren't you exactly trust exactly new. As <laughs> so was it easy for you to to pick up where the the writer or get into their mind to kind of figure out how to make their story come together? Um, I was lucky on the first my first client who had me do a cozy mystery series um, that he pretty much said, "Okay, this is gave me a little outline what." what he wanted and pretty much let me run with it from there. So that was really good. And then there was one guy who like totally wanted to micromanage everything and then ended up not paying me. So. Oh no. Wow. Hopefully, I keep trying to check, you know, out there and make sure this book has not come out. Cause I will probably lose my ever loving mind. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, you, did you get it copyrighted or is it just, it's under his name. It's under his name, so I'm like, oh, oh, I should wow. have waited for the final check before sending him the final version. But that's one of those live and learn things. Exactly. And, and we've all been there learning different things. And even uh, Trish helped me with something recently, not too long ago, where uh, getting involved with the wrong person. And it's good that we can help each other, you know, spot things that we may not see or understand or even know about, you know, because a lot of times it happens. People will take advantage of you, especially in this business. We're in it for a quick buck or they want to make money or they, or they don't want to spend any money and they use you for all your, for all your worth, which I've uh, seen. My husband had something similar happen to him last year or he just kind of gave up for a little bit and I had to keep trying to push him like, no, just, just don't worry about that. Go back to it. Don't let that one person bring you down because it's really good stories. So Trish, have you had any uh, experience with anything like that? Well, with our recent experience from, yeah, someone who wants to manipulate and try to use um, you as their meal ticket. You know, yes, and it's strictly nothing comes out of it for you. It's it's all them. You know, trust, I'm too trusting, and that's unfortunate. I trust everybody until they give me a reason not to. And not unfortunately, I trusted that person, and he ended up bilking me for a lot of money. Unfortunately, for no gain, really. Yes. And then trying to guilt me out of the money. And so it's, yeah. it's total uh, manipulation. Yeah. It, someone keeps bothering me. I'm even like, you know, no. Because I'm a very giving person. And if yeah. I want to do something for someone, I'll do it. I don't, you know. But for you to just constantly ask me, ask me, ask me, that's just, that drives me nuts. I, I yeah. can't stand it. It's not, <laughs> that's not, that's not the way to do business. You know, you send no. someone an invoice for no, rendered. And if they're not providing those services, then you just cut them off because they're not, you know, they're not offering what you are paying for, unfortunately. And I think a lot of people get preyed upon in this business because I've had someone from another country uh, ask me um, for a book so they can do a review and they disappear um, $50 later. You know, they don't promote you or, you know, so I stopped doing business with people out of the country just because of that reason. Nothing personal against anyone else, but you just don't know the resources they're coming from, you know. So um, exactly, uh, yeah. So I've (laughs) I've been hello. You cut off. Hello. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, hello. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. All right. Did you? I'm sorry. Did you ask me a question? You cut off. We didn't hear the rest of what you said. 
I don't know if maybe you moved away from the phone. Hello? Hello? I'm still here, but oh, no hair Trisha. Well, I don't know. I think she's dropped. Hmm. Well, she'll probably call back in a minute. So in the way, anyway, um, I'll okay. go to commercial real quick and give her a few minutes, see if we can't get this worked out. And we will be right back, and we'll continue talking with Casey Freeman. Thanks. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. Hot Coffee, an interracial romance by Donna R. Mercer. A new release on December 3rd is now available for pre-orders on Amazon. Roman is a playboy, but one too many scandals has put his CEO position in jeopardy. He must find a nice girl one that the board of Hemingway Industries would approve of and get married before the new year. Maya is just the woman he needs with her wholesome, clean image. Roman is the one man who has ever held a place in her heart, but she has no plans of marriage, only philanthropy. So Roman must prove his love and earn Kamaya's trust or risk losing it all. Everyone needs a little cream in their hot coffee. An Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer. For more information, visit www.donnarmercer.com. Hot coffee. Get your copy today. Two Ink Minimums, book one of the Permanent Hangover series by Michelle Prince. All Finn Gardner wanted was some fresh air when he stepped down to the alley behind the Permanent Hangover bar and tattoo parlor. Instead, he found someone who needed help, his help. Bailey Parson escapes her life in Chicago to find a better one in St. Paul. Not only does she win over the customers and staff with her smart wit and empathy, she wins over Finn as well. But when Bailey's past threatens their relationship, Finn has a decision to make. Just how much of his dark past does he need to unlock to save her? Two Wing Minimum by USA Today best-selling author Michelle Prince. Get your copy on Amazon today. Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. When we're back, you are talk speaking with Mahogany Silvering on Mahogany Says Show, and we are talking with Casey Freeman. So I guess the call just dropped in. Trisha's not on here, but Casey, you were still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> All right. So, so is this your first book published, or is this, I mean, um, under you? I have you? a couple of short stories that were published in anthologies, but this is mm-hmm. my first, like, full-length book published under my name. Nice. So you said it's a series, so how many books are in a series? Uh, right now, three, but I've already planned, my brain's already got it going much farther than that. So, <laughs> well, it sounds like I it's going it to be ending, quite a bit. Yeah, it can't end where it ended, so we're going to go further. It sounds like I a really, series almost. Yeah. Have you heard of the show Legion? Thought, like, yeah. It plays out in my head like a TV series, like a series. Like this, this is how I see it going, and um, yeah. I could probably keep writing it, but. 
I decided I didn't want to end it the way I had ended it, and it didn't. It wasn't right for the characters, like the way it I had ended it, and so we're gonna expand it more. Nice. I want to go more into detail about um, Kale's background and get more of his story because right now it's very Grayland centric. Um, but I want to start adding in more of his perspective and even some more of uh, some of the side characters who have their own stories that end up culminating in the end, uh, nice. kind of surprisingly. Okay. So your main character, uh, you said her name was Grayland? Yes. Okay. So how did you come up with her? Um, I've sort of changed her around since my initial, like when I was a teenager and was thinking of the story, but, um, wanted her to be like a kick-ass heroine, like, you know, but, and a heart of gold, but I also wanted her to have some human flaws. Like yes. a lot of characters you'll see and re- or you'll read about especially like in the fantasy and paranormal, it's like everyone's, you know, all powerful and perfect and super strength and that they don't really suffer from a lot of, you know, human tendencies or ailments. Yes. She has to deal with, true. You know, a lot of things that are still it's almost human. unbelievable, right? <laughs> yeah. So okay. I want her to be more Trisha, you're on here unbelievable. again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, well, they, they definitely. Yeah, Trish, are you there? I'm here. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. There was some weird message on my phone. It said something stopped and then blank. I tried calling back and it was just a, it wouldn't go through. So I, I, oh, wow. I didn't give up. I came back. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad to have you back. Uh, we were talking with Thank Casey you. about her character. Uh, Gra- Sounds Grayson? amazing, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. I'll say it sounds like a TV show. <laughs> Def- <laughs> definitely on the list. I said my, my, my yep. Kindle is getting full there. <laughs> well, if I get around I first. on my Kindle, I'll be happy. Yes. So. Have you had like any positive or negative any kind of way as far as reviews? Um, I I need more reviews is I guess my main issue. Um, I I didn't get didn't get many coming out out of the gate with publishing, and I, there's been positive reviews. Um, I only had one person post for Amazon. Um, there was one review on Net NetGalley or something way back her only she gave it like a three star but her comment was that had too much religious context in it that she found disturbing i'm like huh (laughs) (laughs) okay i mean you're talking about angels and demons i mean she works for heaven you didn't expect there to be you didn't expect expect any religion at all it's like watching the show Supernatural and saying, "Oh, I don't like it. It's it's too too much about you know that now they have God as a character named Chuck, you know." So. Uh, I actually <laughs> but my husband love, and I love that, that series, show, but so. that is totally too. Cool. <laughs> like that is probably so, the one thing with Supernatural. I'm just like, okay, Chuck is God. A what? Huh? Okay. I know. Whatever. I'm such a little weenie, but <laughs> I know. Like, just don't portray him as a weenie. I'm just like, you know. I know, right? Don't, like, afraid of life. I, I would expect to. I would expect somebody to look like Zeus or something, you know, kind of in my mind, just like <laughs> give him a little more. I don't know. At least look better than Dean. Come on, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. <laughs> at least, at least be a hot god, right? Thank you. That that's what I meant. Is that too? Mm-hmm. Like, um, what's the word? No. Shallow. Sacrilegious. <laughs> no. Shallow, sacrilegious. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to be a reference, but you know, come on, he could be anything. I hope not. You know, let him be. You know, he's he's perfect, majestic. You know, what what is this? <laughs> but, oh well. You know. 
<laughs> I know, and, and Lilith's his sister. Hmm. Yeah. It's I actually yeah. wrote a book that had Lilith <laughs> in it too <laughs> years ago, but it was uh, a succubus and I got that same kind of uh, reaction is that you know the fact that it's a, a book about a succubus it just seems to be a lot of prophesizing on that what do you mean she's a succubus whose mother was Lilith father was Lucifer and she wanted to be a human so she wanted a soul <laughs> I don't understand where the prophecy lies and came in but okay <laughs> All right. So, hey, when we write, it's not for everybody, but there is, I swear, there are readers for every writer. There are. Yeah, I mean, I've even come out before and I'm like, okay, I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea and that's fine. I'm, I have to write for myself, though, because I've had situations where I, had, where I was in critique groups and like, they'd be like, oh, well, you've got to change, blah, 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 blah. Then I'll go and I'll think about it and I'll start doing the change and I'm like no it's not right for the character or the story you're just right. you're not getting it so I but I have to keep it true to me if right because it is your story exactly yeah people either get yeah. it or they have, won't I was in a conversation about why people are so mean in critique groups and I, I basically so that's why I pulled out of them because they weren't giving you critique they were giving you opinion about your story yes. and staying true to your story is important, you know, like you did. Exactly. Because that's, so, that's, uh, you, yeah. It's, people, people just like to give their opinions. They like to feel important and they feel like they have, you know, a say because they have a computer and a keyboard to write whatever they want. And, exactly. um, unfortunately, so do you use a certain service or is there some place that as far as self-publishing goes that we can get more reviews without having to pay through the nose for them? I mean, yeah, I, I've heard of art um, where you can do or send off your, mm-hmm. your copy and then have people review it and they, you know, it's it's a free service, but they sign up for this and they leave you reviews on every website you list. Um, I'm sorry. I the question is directed at Trisha. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just I just did an arc, and I just I formed my own arc team. Um, I just asked for volunteers, and I said you need to have this and this, and post on Amazon because Amazon is the driving force. Let's all you know be realistic. Um, right. And um, I think I've gotten like 80% response, but they didn't all read my instructions. So, you know, I just am thankful that people are leaving reviews. Um, and I'm also doing a book funnel promo, um, for, uh, paranormal and, uh, fantasy in the next month or so. And that's another way you can do that, um, through book funnel. And, okay. um, you provide, you provide like the first book in the series for free. And then, uh, and you also collect email addresses to build your email newsletter. So it's kind of a win win situation. Oh, great. And it, it does help get your, it does help promote you in a way that you also share this link with several other authors who are also part of this promo. So you have a collective force, if you will, helping to share the link. And it's amazing. I, I'm in one right now, and the, it's just gone crazy. We've wow. had 5,000 hits. We've had 5,000 hits, so, yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, Casey, if you want to be involved next month um, when I set that up, you're more than welcome to be part of the promo on Book Funnel. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So I just trying to find creative ways outside of the box to promote yourself because it's, it is a tough gig when you're an indie author and you're trying to – you know, build your network. And one of the best pieces of advice that I received from other authors is that build your network before you even publish and, yes. you know, do, do teasers and network. And, you know, I think that's exactly. important too. Um, so that, that's very helpful. And Instagram seems to be the place. Yeah. 
Instagram. I'm sorry. Uh, Casey, I was going to ask if you were a part of any groups uh, on Facebook or Instagram that you promote um, on. I, huh, I'm a part of several groups, but I can't name, name them off right now. Where they let you promote your book, <laughs> you know, put blurbs. Mm-hmm. But I haven't mm-hmm. really seen that much action from that. Like, I've spent the last, let's see, the Kindle Prophecy was pretty much ready to go last January. And I spent from January to November building up social media presence because I didn't have any because it's not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Understandable. Much, you know, improvement. The only thing that improved was back in December, I joined a newsletter building group. All that did was get like 200 something names on my newsletter email distribution. Now I'm like, okay, well, you guys, you know, want to talk about my book? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm still working on it. I'm hoping with this being a series that, you know, the second book comes out and builds more interest, like, oh, I need to go read book one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working on it from when that book, you know, before that book comes out, building up more. Oh, okay. So uh, we've got like a minute uh, left. So you want to tell everyone uh, your website or where they can find you and your books? Trisha, you want to go first? Um, yeah, thank you. Um, I'm on I'm on Amazon and Drafted Digital, so I'm on, on Kobo and uh, Google Books and Apple, iTunes, all of those. You could find my books. And um, I'm on Instagram as author Trisha Harley McCarthy. Also on face, uh, Facebook is Trisha Harley McCarthy Books. So okay. that's where they can all find me. Nice. And you, Casey? Thank you. Uh, I'm on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, I think. <laughs> um, but I have a website, com, mm-hmm. And I'm also on Facebook at Casey Freeman Author. Um, oh. I have two websites two Facebooks. One is sort of like the personal entryway, and then one is like the author page. Nice. But I'm also well, thank you both for joining us. And we are getting ready to go off in a few seconds. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Mahogany says. I would love to have you ladies on any uh, again, again, you know, whenever you get the chance. Yeah. Great. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Take care. Bye. You too. Right. Bye bye. You have been listening to Mahogany Says with Mahogany Silverine at mahoganysilverine.net. Thank you and good night.